Hello there, you're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today we are speaking with Brandon Cornuk, VP of Startup Services at the Manufacturing Advocacy and Growth Network, otherwise known as Magnet. As the person in charge of Magnet's incubation center, Brandon leads the organization's efforts to help innovators turn manufactured product ideas into growing businesses. He specializes in strategy development, business model design, and lean innovation. He also teaches MBA students as an adjunct professor of design and innovation at Case Western's Weatherhead School of Management. After beginning his career as an IT strategy consultant with Hitachi's global consulting team, Brandon attended Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. While earning his MBA, Brandon co-founded a consumer products company, Joyce Labs. Raising over a half a million dollars in funding, the company launched Dry Goods, the first aerosol-based athletic body powder. Brandon then accepted a position at Target, where he led one of the retailer's largest consumer electronics businesses, directing the strategy for the company's half-billion-dollar consumer TV sales. Brandon took his entrepreneurial experience and retail experience to American Greetings, where he became the director of digital strategy and innovation. There, he designed and built the company's digital innovation team, Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We spoke with Ethan Karp, who's the Magnet's CEO, and Felix Brook, the board chairman, over two years ago, where we discussed the MEP affiliate's mission to support, educate, and champion manufacturing in Ohio with the goal of transforming the region's economy into a powerful global player. How does the incubation center contribute to that mission? Sure, so Magnet's, uh, what I'll call core or traditional uh, function has been um, to help existing manufacturers address um, all sorts of challenges, whether that's their supply chain challenges, product development challenges, workforce challenges. Um, so the growth of advisors have done an amazing job at that for 30 years. Um, another function within Magnet is our workforce team. So as the growth advisors uh, help organizations, existing organizations become more competitive, the workforce team helps them find workers to and labor um, to make sure their operations uh, flow efficiently. The incubation center is the third leg in that stool uh, when it comes to adding new organizations, new ideas, new um, products or business models to that ecosystem um, to continue uh, the what we hope is a manufacturing renaissance in Northeast Ohio. Before this interview, we discussed your passion for supporting existing business innovation, uh, what a, a lot of uh, experts call entrepreneurial efforts. Um, what are the other ways you've made the center your own in, in terms of uh, you know beyond that and, and helping existing businesses innovate? Sure. So uh, beyond I think helping organizations think through uh, new business models, we've taken a, a real hard look at how we support um, entrepreneurs in Northeast Ohio. I think uh, before I arrived at Magnet uh, a little under a year ago, um, they'd taken an approach of, of helping entrepreneurs through providing space and access to our in-house engineering team, which is a traditional incubator, um, if you will, with, with a little bit of, of engineering help involved. Um, I took a step back and asked what entrepreneurs uh, really were looking for in the ecosystem and how Magnet was different or could be different, um, what kind of value proposition would make us a, a powerful and contributive player um, within uh, the, the network of already really strong um, uh, entrepreneurial support 
providers. And what I found was that uh, Magnet has an opportunity to focus very specifically on physical product manufacturers, people who are making physical things, uh, whether that's in their basement or in their garage, they're tinkerers, they're um, experimenters, they're uh, mechanics, they're um, sort of part-time engineers, they're people who are putting things together. Uh, and that um, really inspired me to understand that there's this whole segment of the ecosystem beyond software, for example, um, or med tech and, and biotech um, that are simply people putting old-fashioned products together, if you will, uh, in a new and exciting way and bringing those to market. I think Magnet has a, a, a place to play exactly in that niche. Um, you leveraging our uh, engineering team and our history of helping physical manufacturers. Um, that's what I really started with. The incubation center um, sprung from that. So while we were working with um, within a physical product context, I knew it was also important to bring a new understanding of how to quickly iterate within those uh, entrepreneurial cycles. It's really hard for startups to spend their limited time and capital bringing new products to life. It's devilishly hard to understand um, where to spend your time and money bringing something real to market and getting market validation. Um, my specialty is, is lean innovation and understanding where your critical assumptions, basically the guesses you're making that can make or break your company's success, um, how to identify those quickly, how to articulate them to customers, and how to validate whether that customer uh, wants the product you're offering. So that's that's what, uh, those are the insights that uh, that help bring the Innovation Center to life. Not that there's a typical company, but what would be the process that you would use if a company came to you? Yeah, so it's that's, that's a, a great question. I actually struggled with that early because, um, or early on, because um, understanding where each entrepreneur's journey is uh, feels sometimes like an art. Um, but the truth is I've boiled it down to a fairly, um, standard or methodical set of questions um, that will allow me to quickly understand, uh, at least if you understand the, um, the central value proposition. And it starts with who your customer is. Tell me about who the people are that are buying your product, or if nobody's buying them, who would be the first person to buy your product? Tell me about that person's problem. What, are you, what pain point are you solving? What are you addressing for them? How are you making their life or what pain in their life or gap in their life are you addressing? The third question is, how's your solution going to address that problem? How, it, how is it unique and how is going to help them overcome the, the pain they're feeling or the, the gap uh, within their everyday life? And finally, why are you the team to deliver this? And this is something that I, I often don't hear others ask of entrepreneurs is, um, is in delivering that value proposition, one of the most critical assumptions you're making is that you can deliver it and that you are in a, in a position to deliver it, that you are not just inspired to do so, but also well positioned both from a network, from capital, from experience, whatever it might be, are you the team to deliver that? If somebody can address those four questions for me, um, it's pretty quick to uh, what I call extract the fundamental assumptions they're making uh, from within their value proposition. Those assumptions are, there's not very many of them. I mean, you're basically saying, hey, look, can you, is this an important problem? 
does your solution actually address the problem? Um, can you actually make this product or deliver this service? And can you convert customers once you have made it? Uh, so that's the starting point for our dialogue. And once I understand where they are in that journey, I can isolate one of those assumptions and help them work beyond that. In the year that you've been on board at Magnet, what have you found uh, as uh, some of the typical issues that companies face as they're trying to start uh, a business or start a product line? You know, I find that um, at least the entrepreneurs that end up coming to Magnet, mostly again, sort of physical product entrepreneurs, um, they love their product. They absolutely sort of go on and on about its features and its capabilities and its uh, and its attributes in a way that uh, that clearly they love what they make, um, but so often I'll have that conversation and say, "Great, now I know what you're." product does, tell me about your customer, and they'll tell me about everybody in the world who would want this product, all of them. Who wouldn't? Of course, it's an amazing product. And then I'll ask, how many customers have you talked to about this? And they'll say, well, my wife loves it. And to me, that, in essence, is what I find over and over plagues, especially physical product entrepreneurs, is they spend so much time and energy creating their product and so little time doing what we call customer discovery, which is understanding whether not just the product works, but the problem that they believe exists is actually a problem. And you provide uh, the manufacturing expertise, such as the engineering, the mentorship, the training. Uh, you also have access to financial assistance and co-working space? How do companies, or how are they taking advantage of those benefits? Mm -hmm. So I will fully admit, when I got on board at Magnet, I knew that I was going to be starting something new. And so we're learning right along with our startups. So we're basically creating a startup that's helping startups. So um, this is a question that's on my mind all the time, is, is where's the real value within our value proposition? Um, to some degree, all of those things are true. I would actually say, um, or, or useful, it seems, to, to our entrepreneurs. I would say space, even though it's traditionally been um, something that we've, we've offered the, the marketplace, is probably the least useful at this point for a lot of entrepreneurs, at least in terms of their early ideation. Um, that's because Starbucks and, 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 uh, and Wi-Fi is, are, are pretty ubiquitous, and, and a traditional office setting isn't necessarily um, what entrepreneurs need. Um, the, what I believe is, is seemed to be the most value to our entrepreneurs is instead the, um, the expert um, guidance and the side-by-side -side intensive understanding and questioning of what they are trying to accomplish. Um, we're not simply mentors who call you back every month and see how things are going. Um, we're not a program that provides 12 weeks of follow every step we tell you. Um, instead of incubator or accelerator, I call us an iterator. Um, and that iterator idea to me means that where you are in your journey, the the, um, the success you've had so far, the accomplishments you've made, are all in a cycle that we want to pick up and amplify. And if you work with us for 
just three months on a couple of iterations, if you work with us for a few years on several iterations, um, each iteration should be on a very specific thing that you are trying to accomplish with a very specific understanding of why you're trying to accomplish it and what you're gonna learn from it. So you're spending the least amount of time and money you can learning the most about the most important things you need to know to get your business off the ground. Well said. OMI has conducted a, an analysis of Northeast Ohio's entrepreneurial ecosystem, and uh, we look to uh, Jumpstart, Bioenterprise, uh, Lorain County Community College, Innovation Fund, and Glide, uh, Team Neo. Uh, there's a there's a uh, strong network here in Northeast mm -hmm. Ohio. Uh, so, what are the gaps that the incubation center fills in that landscape? You know, that was the the first question I had uh, when I came on board was, how are we different? Um, there were people I talked to who said you know what, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where Magnet fits in. I'd love to work with you guys, but there's so many great resources. What, wh why, why would I come to Magnet instead of these other organizations, Jumpstart and, and Bioenterprise and, and Glide and the others? Um, they're all doing amazing work. Uh, but I believe that physical product creation, um, not at, say, a, um, a, a high-tech or aerospace level or a um, biotech level, but a... Um, what I would call more traditional made product. Um, I won't call it low tech because you'll, you'll talk to, to, to uh, Mike uh, from Smart Mulch and, and he's got a lot of technology built into um, his product. But I would say that it's, it's more, um, it's less driven by high tech, high growth ideas and more driven by um, that traditional assemble things in a new and innovative way and, and drive it to market. Those. Those are the sorts of problems that when an entrepreneur has those in Northeast Ohio, I'm not sure where, where they would go if they didn't start at Magnet because we have something that a lot of other organizations don't have and that's an in-house consulting and engineering team with an average of 20 years of experience um, um, each. And those guys have created everything from, um, well, I will, I will, I won't venture to say the the, uh, the, the extent to which um, everything they've done um, is uh, is super high tech, but you can imagine everything from nuclear reactor to a um, a, a widget for uh, for somebody's you know tiny widget. Right? So these um, I believe those assets have created a very unique capability set for us, um, such that we're able to um, to solve entrepreneurs' problems in a in a unique way. When do you reach out to your partners to support entrepreneurs? What, do you have an, a specific example? Absolutely. Could? So I sit with, uh, with my network partners um, almost weekly in, in various uh, client meetings where we discuss needs and opportunities. We share ideas. Uh, there are a number of different groups and collaboratives um, across Northeast Ohio that, that we work with to make sure that our entrepreneurs are getting all the support they need. Um, whether it's financing support or they might go to um, someone for guidance on software they might need. It, there are so many great um, networking opportunities. One of the design principles that I've built the new incubation center on is to amplify the network because and be a part of it, to be more than the sum of our parts versus individual parts. And I know that I can't do that uh, on my own, and there's no reason to to reinvent um, all the amazing resources we have. We already have. 
And uh, I think you include a couple of the area universities as part of your network, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A, a good example is, is of course, um, Thinkbox at uh, Case Western Reserve. Um, because I'm, I'm also affiliated with, with Case and, and Weatherhead, uh, I um, feel really strongly that that is a resource we should, as a network, uh, leverage as much as we can. It's a fabulous maker space um, with, um, with, I think, uh, the kind of access that allows anybody to tinker, and, they, and anyone in that space, I believe, could take advantage of uh, the resources that we all, in turn, um, could provide them. Uh, so they, they fit in nicely, and, and we, uh, we try as much as we can to work with, uh, with them and, and other universities in the area. Yeah, I've toured that. It's quite impressive. It's fantastic. I mean, the, the, the number of, um, of maker tools that you have at your fingertips is, is inspiring. You picked three companies for these interviews that are partners of the program. Mm -hmm. When taken in total, what has been the impact of the incubation center on them and other companies? So I'd like to say um, that they've spent a lot less time and money uh, than they might have otherwise, focusing on the most important things they need to know. Um, Mike, for example, uh, from Smart Mulch, when, when he came to me, he was absolutely sure uh, that his product um, was for a specific person and a specific channel, and I challenged him to get to market as fast as he could uh, with a minimum viable product and understand whether his assumptions were true. And that, uh, that very direct arc toward an outcome that is market-driven I think has crystallized the steps he needs to take to get there in the least, in using the least, the least amount of resources he can. And I would hope that our other entrepreneurs, um, those that you'll talk to and, and others, uh, feel the same way, that, they're, uh, that they feel guided and empowered to use, uh, to focus all of their resources on the things they need to know uh, that are most important to their success. What's next for the incubation center? So, we're starting to build, of course, this pillar around expertise and guidance. Um, my hope is that we are also able um, to begin to provide the space necessary for entrepreneurs to get out of their basement and their garage and into an, a manufacturing-ready environment, not something that is their own facility, that's probably too much, but one step beyond uh, their basement or their garage, one step before their own large facility. Um, so I'm working with area partners to identify space that might be appropriate for that. And as I identify entrepreneurs um, and develop a critical mass of demand, I hope, to, um, I hope to inspire something like that to occur. I think other cities actually, like Chicago, have really great examples um, of large spaces divided up into 2,000 square foot increments where people are making everything from coffee beans to t-shirts and cosmetics. And those people, those entrepreneurs, I think get a lot of value out of, um, out of a, a maker-ready space that's not at the scale that maybe a, a full stage or a full scale uh, entrepreneur might need. Um, that's one pillar. I think the third pillar um, is gonna make, be making sure that, uh, that our entrepreneurs have the access to capital they need. Um, so while we do provide resources uh, in terms of uh, support, uh, the, 
reality is, and you will hear this over and over, that entrepreneurs need funding. Um, and I want to make sure that we are finding not just any funder, but smart money, people who are interested in amplifying our, our entrepreneur's journey through a deep knowledge of and passion for physical product entrepreneurship. The investors usually have to take on a, a different model than, than is typical when it comes to funding entrepreneurs. That's right. That's right. And our, my hope is that I'm able to inspire a group around this critical mass of entrepreneurs, uh, all who I hope um, have validated their business model in a way that gives those investors uh, a lot of confidence. Is there anything that I should ask that you would like to answer? You've been great. I've probably gone way over my time anyway. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me.